This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Indeed, it is Ice Blue Money time. Thank you for listening and being back here with us. I am Bill Seller along with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Great to be with you, Bill. Excited today. Ready to get started. I can't wait. And I do want to remind you again that if, if you've just found us for the first time, please go ahead and hit that like, subscribe, follow, whichever button you have on your podcast player. And that way you do not miss an episode the next time one comes out. And we do try to drop them for you on uh, on Mondays, every Monday, so you don't miss out on that. And, you know, as we're rolling towards the holiday season, I don't know about you guys, man, but my ring is just lit up between me and my neighbors and, and all the deliveries are getting, right, for the holidays, packages coming in. And... I saw this article that said America's number one delivery fleet is no longer FedEx or UPS. It is actually now <laughs> Amazon. They wow. expect to deliver yeah. almost 6 billion packages by year end. Yeah, I'm guilty. My household's guilty. <laughs> I'm not surprised either. Um, Amazon has stepped their game up when it comes to this delivery stuff. I'm pretty sure you guys have noticed that they have like overnight options now. I've gotten some packages between uh, 4 and 8 a.m. Like if I order it, you know, say Monday night, I'll get it Tuesday morning between 4 and 8 a.m. That is just exceptional service. You you can't beat that. They're outstanding. I've ordered, gone to the restroom, and when I come out, they're at the door. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're pretty fast. (laughs) That's funny. I've had same-day delivery, right? I'll order something in the morning. It'll come in by 5 o'clock. Right. Um, yeah, it's crazy, but they have surpassed FedEx and UPS as the uh, the company delivering the most packages. Like I said, they're they're expected to deliver about six billion. In comparison, UPS is looking at about five point three billion. Wow. So anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up as we roll through the holiday season, and you see your Amazon guy flying around the neighborhood. Which which leads <laughs> me to my next topic. Really, um, I've never heard this expression before, but it's called doom spending, and that's basically, you know, that you're out there spending more than you can afford to spend because you're worried about the economy kind of confuses me um i'd be worried about my personal economy first but Mm. uh folks are out there trying to uh they're just doing what's called doom spending can you explain that a little bit more how do you feel about that what's going on there guys i think um we used to use a term called retail therapy remember that greg yeah you you hear it uh especially from uh, our wives and things of that nature they they felt like they needed shop a little bit for their sanity. This kind of reminds me a little bit about that. They talk about doom spending, spending money you don't have. So when I first heard it, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. And, and Amazon going back to them, they just make it so easy. <laughs> you, If you're checking the status of an order and you, you go to your Amazon account logged in, you're going to see things that you th- say, hey, I think I need that. I mean, I have, and Danny, I don't want to hear your comments. I have so many Las Vegas Raiders pieces of memorabilia. And sometimes I look and I say, why do I have that? Because Amazon recommended, hey, you don't have this this water bottle. You don't have this air freshener for your car. You don't have a skull cap, a Raider skull cap. And so they have perfected that putting in your face what you think you need. Um, And I think that's part of the problem. We have such an on-demand society 
that if you think it, you can have it, like we said, maybe same day. And when you contrast that with bills that are coming with, you know, monthly regularity, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll put that aside. And I think that's what happens to people. And it feels good. You get, I guess they're endorphins or what they call them when you buy something and you, it shows up and you feel happy, Hmm. but you still got responsibilities. Until that bill you know, comes in, and then you get buyer's remorse, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the bill still needs to be paid. I think one of the things about uh, the doomsday spending that I found fascinating is people are using this just as another way to handle anxiety. You know, the basis of it uh, is, you know, people are have so much anxiety about, you know, their future and just taking care of their basic needs. You know, uh, rent's too high, uh, having enough money to put food on the table, keeping the utilities on. And this in itself is causing them to have anxiety and their way of dealing with anxiety is shopping. Like that's crazy that, you know, the problem that you have the biggest concern about leads you to dig a hole bigger for yourself. And that's one of the things that we kind of talked about on one of our earlier uh, podcast episodes about knowing your um, financial psychology, knowing, you know, what drives you to do certain things financially. And I think Mm -hmm. that's very, very important. You know, you have an issue when it comes to fear and that drives you to shop. You know, that's a trigger. You try to figure out what your triggers are and you can kind of, you know, catch it before it gets out of the barn. But if you go through your holiday season with this attitude, God bless you on what January 1 looks like. Well, not only that, but the article I read, by the way, was from the good folks at Intuit Credit Karma. And we had a record turnout for the Thanksgiving weekend, right? Black Friday and Cyber Monday and... And all that stuff, a record turnout. I mean, e-commerce spending alone was about $12.4 billion, which puts that up about almost 10% over last year, which to me just means more things are getting put on credit cards. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about that before as well. So yes. the advice you give people that work with you, I know, is to go use your credit cards, but you got to make sure you pay them off, right? Yeah, you got to keep for your credit rating and just... <laughs> for for your budget so you're not paying more interest on that balance than you need to. Um, credit cards should be used wisely, but again, they're, they aid in that on-demand um, feature that this society presents everybody with. It's so easy to pull the trigger. And I think this is a great time to also make sure you're talking about just budgeting. Are the things that you buy fitting into your monthly budget, you know, and your plan, and do you actually have the money realistically to be able to pay the credit card off at the end of the month, you know, and if you don't, then, you know, you shouldn't be spending that type of money. You know, I found it funny in that same article uh, and I keep forgetting which ones we are. There's Gen Z and millennials now, but they have a whole separate set of, you know, things that they have anxiety about when it comes to doomsday spending, you know, and theirs are, you know, are they going to get a high paying job? Are they going to be able to get a high paying job? You know, are there going to be cutbacks at their job? And that's what's causing them you know, to want to spend more money, but understanding, you know, what category, you know, you're kind of in when it comes to these things, I I think will help you uh, to be able to try to get out in front of it before you get yourself into a problem where you have now credit card debt's a big issue and that's looming over your shoulders. I I can tell you from personal experience, I I might've mentioned it before that, you know, my wife and I are now at the age where our kids are grown and gone for about 10, 12 years, depending which kid you're talking about, (laughs) 10 or 12 (laughs) years now. And I know that it took us close to those 10 years 
you know, just until a couple of years ago, really, to, to clear up our credit card debt from raising four children. And I know it, it was really funny because it was, it was never in the forefront of my mind, but it always just kind of weighed on you, right? Because it was out there. And then mm. when it was gone, wow, what a relief that was. Yeah. What a relief. You know, and, and just to that point, Bill, you know, they say, you know, in the report, 74 people had upwards of $10,000 or more in credit card debt. That same group of individuals only having less than $2,000 in their savings account. So when you have more debt in credit cards than you do savings in your account, you know, you maybe have some things out of order and you really would need to look uh, to kind of realign those things to just set yourself up for a healthy financial future. Because if not, you're always going to be behind. Yeah, and I think it starts with goals. I, I always talk about my oldest child who finished university this year and started her first job. Uh, this fall and she's staying with her mother until she gets her first place. And I can watch her being very deliberate about savings. I can still Mm. see one of the savings accounts that she has that I had her set up a high yield savings account. And she has really been disciplined and it's an advantage because she's staying with mom and, and doesn't have a lot of bills. But I wonder once she gets her place and the goal has been achieved, will her savings habit, be sustained. And so it makes you think about, we always say, oh, you should save, you should have a budget. But why? Why should people save and have a budget? I think it starts with goals. What do you Mm -hmm. want to do? Do you want to be debt free? Do you want a a better house? Do you want to take more vacations? Are you saving for a kid's college? And that ties back into what we always say, if you've got that coach or that planner we can help draw those goals out because the average person is thinking about what we just talked about shopping, instant gratification. Oh, here go these pile of bills <laughs> that I got to deal with. And so let's kind of get those aside and say, what do you want? And you talk about that, Danny, with your clients when you we meet them for the first or second time. What is it you're trying to achieve and how can I help you get there? Because nobody wants to hear, oh, you ought to save more. Oh, you ought to keep your credit card balances low. Oh, you shouldn't buy that stuff on Amazon. But I think it's a different approach that says, what do you want? If you tell me what you want, I can help you get it. But what do you want? And also adding in some of those things that, you know, they, you know, trickling in those things and they do want over time. But talking about delayed gratification, you know, I I think one of the things I like to tell people when we talk about saving is, look, if you have the opportunity to put away more money at this moment, understand that. It's a great time to do so because life changes. You know, your daughter at some point is going to get married. She's going to have children. All of those things are going to impact her ability to be able to save what she is now. And and how great is it going to be to have that bulk of money there sitting, waiting to be used as her life changes? And we should think about that, you know, in the same way. Life's not always going to be the way it is now. And and life happens. You're going to be able to thank yourself and say, man, I am glad I was putting that money away at that time because now I'm not I'm able to make a decision at a position of power instead of a position where I'm so desperate that I might have to do something that I normally wouldn't have done prior to, uh, you know, getting into the situation. And that's one of the things I'd love to talk to him about, you know, getting into a position of power to make better financial decisions. And that's what right. a good savings account can help you do. Yeah. But that, like you said, that takes patience. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. And it's, and, you know, the generations you were mentioning aren't exactly filled with patience because of the, the way that they were brought up and, and in the world that they were brought up in, right? And Amazon. Um, well, 
you're right. I mean, look, if you can order something, uh, you know, and then go to the bathroom and have it there when you get out, that's pretty good. Uh, that's, that's impressive. They're, they're good. Amazon's yeah, that's, good. That's good. You know, as long as they weren't actually knocking on the bathroom door, I guess we're okay. Um, let me ask you this then. When, when you do talk to folks, and I know you're, you're working with people that are in retirement, you're working with people that are headed towards retirement as well, right? When you do have folks come in and sit down and talk with you, I know that you talk about the credit card thing, but do most of them come in with that as being one of their biggest concerns or is it something else? I think they kind of get to it. They don't really lead with that. They'll come with some of the things that they feel they're doing right. And then um, when you start talking about their savings and their expenses and you look at the budget and things of that nature, that's when they start coming out with, you know, how much debt they actually have in the credit cards and stuff like that. But one of the things that me and Greg do and we're good at it is we, we listen without judgment. We're not here to judge you. You know, we're here to help you at whatever uh, way we can. And so we're going to listen to you um, and we're not going to pass judgment on you. So we encourage them to tell us like and it takes a little while because some of them are embarrassed about it, but. They usually like to lead with the things that they do well first. I was going to ask you that, actually, Greg. Is it, is it a matter of embarrassment usually? Yeah, and I think that's if, if you did a survey and people were honest, you said, what's the number one barrier to getting financial advice? It is that people getting, quote unquote, naked in front of the financial advisor. You know, I told a story the other day about people going to the doctor and you see the nurse and the nurse says, well, okay, what's your height and weight? And she writes it down or he writes it down. And then you go get on that scale and you're shorter and a lot heavier than you told the nurse. I told you that in confidence, Greg. <laughs> I was talking about myself. But it's the same thing, right? Like we all, I think, believe we aren't, we're not, we don't come to grips with where we are financially, health, the list goes on and on. And so having to be vulnerable in front of somebody I think is a barrier. And and I even find, I, I think you probably do too, Danny, later on you discover things. You say, you'd say to the client, well, why didn't you tell me that? Tell me everything. I can't help mm-hmm. you. I can't give you the diagnosis and the treatment if you don't, if I don't have all the vitals, all the vital uh, signs. So yeah, I think it is people are embarrassed and, um, and maybe not honest with themselves about where they are. And we all do that. And, and that's why, you know, I love to give encouragement. I love to encourage them about the things that they've done well and encourage them, you know, to keep going. Look, everybody has their own set of problems. There is nobody living on this earth that doesn't have a set of problems and haven't gone through certain things financially. So you are not the only one. You're not the first person to have a lot of credit card debt. And so just encourage them to keep tackling it, you know, and also giving them resources to help them, you know, whether it be articles, whether it be books that I think could help their situation, you know, and, and getting a team around them. Getting, you know, a good financial team around them to be able to help make some of those interesting financial decisions that they need to make, you know, whether that be, uh, you know, really sticking to a budget or looking at other ways to cut debt and save on taxes. Yeah. And being intentional. You know, I, I'm I'm very proud of my daughter who's who's on her first job and saving because she's got that goal. She's being intentional. I think all of us need to be intentional. A few mm. episodes ago, we highlighted celebrities who had some financial disasters and some of them had a financial team and you see so you question say how intentional were they about their own money were they committed to the plan did they have the right people helping them with the plan or did they have 
people just checked off on anything they did. Yeah. You buy a castle, buy a whole dinosaur skull. <laughs> I mean, it was, right, yeah, if, yeah. folks, if you hadn't listened to the episode, it was, it was, I thought it was a good one, but <laughs> even the rich and famous go through this. So to Danny's point, nobody is perfect. We right. aren't perfect. No. Long no, way yeah. from it when it comes to Ask money. our wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> right. You know, one of the things I, I like uh, that your daughter's doing, Greg, and this is something that I think if a lot of people can get it, their lives financially would be so great is, you know, building discipline and, and skills, having good money habits. Your daughter is yes. young. She's um, working at her first uh, corporate position, making really good money, but she is building in great money habits. These things will carry her the rest of her life. And That's if right. we are able to be able to put discipline and good money habits into place consistently, that stuff will change your life. It sure you know, will. It, I mean, a lot it faster needs to be like than brushing your teeth, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's almost, you know, to me, I talk to people, it's like working out. You know, you go in the gym and you work out one day, you're, never, you're not going to see any results. You might go a week, still not going to see any results. Go a month, not going to see any results. But you go for about six months, you look in the mirror one day and you look at yourself, you're definitely going to start to notice some change. And that's the same thing with your finances. When you mm -hmm. start saving money, you're probably not going to notice anything the first week, first month, first three months or something like that. But six, eight months in, you look at that savings account, you're going to be pretty proud of yourself. And hopefully that doesn't trigger you to go off and uh, shop. <laughs> Usually yeah. people look at it and, oh, well, I got some money saved up, uh, go buy something. But, you know, you put those well, things into place, you're going to do really well. You know, what do they say it takes... But 66 days to build good habits, right? Yeah. I think that's, I've read that somewhere before, right? And like you guys always say too, the best thing you can do for yourself is just get started, right? Mm -hmm. Get started. And that, and that starts with maybe getting in touch with Greg and Danny at the uh, website, icebluemoney.com. That's how you can reach out to these guys, find out more about what they can do for you. And also, uh, if you have a question you want to have uh, read on the show, if you've got something you'd like them to answer, go ahead and send it to us from that website as well, icebluemoney.com. There's going to be a place on there where you can send us a question and we'll hopefully get yours read during the podcast. But again, it comes down to just what Danny and Greg said, and that, that's to be responsible, right? And to build good habits. And that starts with people who know more than you do about how to get that done. Having people in your life that can, that can help you with that kind of thing is what Greg and Danny do. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, it is uh, always a pleasure. And I, I think I just saw him is on on my ring again so i have to go i've got things to go get off my porch so <laughs> uh, be careful bill <laughs> and remember the future depends on what you do today hey remember your life is an occasion rise to it till next time guys You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.